morning we continue our sermon series on the book of Exodus. And we continue this morning a, a look into the plagues, a look into God's call to freedom and the consequences when one does not heed God's call and invitation. For God's commitment to God's people is to freedom, to bring liberation, to bring life. And God will not relent. And this is good news for us, friends. As I read from Exodus in the seventh chapter, it's a wonderful place to stand here with the choir just over my shoulder. Because as Moses and Aaron come to Pharaoh to say, let my people go, I can't help but wonder if he had a bit of a choir behind him with tenors as good as the ones that we have. May we hear this rallying cry, this chant for justice as we read God's story of liberation this morning. Hear the word of the Lord, Exodus, starting in the seventh chapter, verses 1 through 24. The Lord said to Moses, See, I've made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. You will say everything that I command you, and your brother Aaron will tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites out of his land. But I'll make Pharaoh stubborn, and I'll perform many of my signs and amazing acts in the land of Egypt. And when Pharaoh refuses to listen to you, then I'll act against Egypt, and I'll bring my people, the Israelites, out of the land of Egypt in military formation by momentous events of justice. The Egyptians will come to know that I am the Lord when I act against Egypt and bring the Israelites out from among them. Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded them, Moses was 80 years old, and Aaron was 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when Pharaoh says to you, do one of your amazing acts, then say to Aaron, take your shepherd's rod, throw it down in front of Pharaoh, and it will turn into a cobra. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded. Aaron threw down his shepherd's rod in front of Pharaoh and his officials, and it turned into a cobra. Then Pharaoh called together his wise men and wizards, and Egypt's religious experts did the same thing by using their secret knowledge. Each one threw down his rod, and they turned into cobras. But then Aaron's rod swallowed up each of theirs. However, Pharaoh remained stubborn. He would not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh is stubborn. He still refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning as he is going out to the water. Make sure you stand at the bank of the Nile River so you will run into him. Bring along the shepherd's rod that turned into a snake and say to him, 
The Lord, the Hebrews God, has sent me to you with this message. Let my people go so that they can worship me in the desert. Up to now, you still haven't listened. But this is what the Lord says. By this, you will know that I am the Lord. I'm now going to hit the water of the Nile River with this rod in my hand, and it will turn into blood. The fish in the Nile are going to die. The Nile will stink, and the Egyptians won't be able to drink the water from the Nile. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Take your shepherd's rod and stretch out your hand over Egypt's water, over their rivers, their canals, their marshes, and all their bodies of water, so that they turn into blood. There will be blood all over the land of Egypt, even in wooden and stone containers. Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded. He raised the shepherd's rod and hit the water in the Nile in front of the Pharaoh and his officials. And all the water in the Nile turned into blood. The fish in the Nile died. And the Nile began to stink, so the Egyptians could not drink from the water from the Nile. There is blood all over the land of Egypt. But the Egyptian religious experts did the same thing with their secret knowledge. And as a result, Pharaoh remained stubborn. And he would not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. Pharaoh turned and went back to his palace. He wasn't impressed, not even by this. Meanwhile, all the Egyptians had to dig for drinking water along the banks of the Nile River because they could not drink the water of the Nile itself. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me this morning. O gracious and holy God, you who were there at the beginning of all time and creation, you who are still here with us today, Oh God, from wherever we come, wherever you find us, may we know and trust your abiding presence and your promise of good for us this day. Now, through the gift of your grace, may my words, may my meditations become your holy and life-giving word for us this day. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Friends, this Lent, we are on a journey with the Hebrews. We are on a journey, walking with them, learning about their slavery, thinking about what we hold on to and what holds on to us. This is a journey to find freedom that each of us are called to, a journey to find freedom from fear to trust, from despair to hope, from death to life. God calls us to this journey at different times in our life. Many of the great biblical characters are called on this journey too, so we are not alone. For on this pathway, there 
is a time of change, a time of new life, a time of being born, something new that is being born in us. So as we move towards the promises of God, we find ourselves on the path that God calls us, a path to freedom. Today, we read about an environmental disaster. Water turns to blood. Hearts are hardened and turn away from God. So I guess if you like action adventure, this is your place to be today because there is some real action and adventure in our scriptures and in our stories today. There are three things I want you to take away from this sermon today. First, as we read the scripture, I want you to remember God always sends a warning. Just like Moses, as a prophet, comes to the Pharaoh and tells him to let God's people go, there is always a word of warning, an invitation, and a call to change. There are people who are lost, and God wants them to find their way back home. Second, when God sends a warning, we see from the characters in the Old Testament, oftentimes that warning, when the response of humans to this word of warning, an invitation to repent and change, an invitation to find the freedom in the path of God, when there's no response. Rather, when the response is a hardness of heart, when there is no change that comes, when stubbornness follows, when God sends a warning, then oftentimes things get worse before they get better. And this story tells us and shows us this reality. God sent Pharaoh a warning. Let my people go. He provided to Pharaoh a sign in the desert, a direction that said, let them go. Let them come to the desert to find me and worship me alone. And Pharaoh turned his heart and went the other way. You see, the reality is that when we stand up to fight the struggle, there is a struggle against evil. There is a hardness in this struggle we fight. When we stand against evil, the struggle is real. There's a deep struggle, a deep conflict when we move a people from bondage to freedom. The pharaohs of this world, the pharaohs of our own hearts, do not often give up very easily. And so after the warning comes, after the pharaoh turns away, there is a disaster. The water of the Nile River is changed. There's no longer a clean water source. Humans can't live. 
The Pharaoh's not troubled. He sees this happen and turns back to his palace, back on his merry way, leaving the people to dig for new water, leaving their homes covered with the smell of dead fish, with the stink that all people see, can taste, can touch. You can't miss what's happened here. Moses may have warned the Pharaoh in private, but the events of this consequence are very public. Nobody can miss what's happened. This is God's earth. You see, the Pharaoh intended to have those Hebrew people for his own ends, but God intended the Hebrew people to be caretakers of the earth, to be God's own people in worship of only God. And without the real and human care for this earth, it begins to degrade. A stink comes over them all. God's mission goes public. And with stubbornness and hardness of heart, so also all of creation is drawn in to the consequence. All of creation smells the smell of death. All of creation is affected by the river of blood that flows in the River Nile. All of creation is harmed. So God sends a warning. And if we don't heed that warning, things get worse before they get better. And in this case, the river turns red, the fish and the creatures living in it all die. It's a little bit like, if you can imagine, if you've been on a watercraft, on a canoe, or on a river, you step into this craft and begin to feel the flow of the current that brings you by. The water pushes and pulls you. You may steer it a little bit, but imagine as you get a little bit farther down the river, you begin to notice a sound in the distance. You begin to notice the current getting even stronger. And finally, you begin to hear and see the mist. A waterfall is ahead. For all of creation that God has created to be in the flow of life, in the river of life, is headed towards this cliff. So God comes and gives a warning Make a turn. You don't have to go over the edge. Let my people go. But when stubbornness is the response, they continue forward. They're on the watercraft that draws them to the edge, that sees the waterfall coming. At this point, friends, we have the choice to see the water around us, to sense the holiness of God in all creation, and to move into the current and trust what is to come. It reminds me a little bit of a, a story I heard in my 20s. 
was a part of a young adult Bible study, and one of the pastors at our church came to share his story of faith with our group. He was the congregational care pastor and had been for 25 years. Before that, he had done youth ministry for 25 years as well. He was known and trusted, a fixture in the community, valued and reliable, a deep man of faith. So you can imagine it surprised me to hear him talk about his life and to discover he had not come to faith until he was in his 40th year of life. For in his life, he had looked around and decided he didn't want to believe in the God of the Bible. But as he turned 40, he began to reevaluate, make a review of his life. He looked around and he said a phrase I'll never forget. He said, everybody worships something. What are you going to worship? When he realized that, he said, I want to worship God. And his life changed forever in its direction that day. He looked at the river of his life. He looked at the current and the way he was being pulled. And he saw hope that God would lead him forward. He made the decision to follow Christ that day, to jump into the river, to be willing to go wherever God would take him and to trust that in worship of God, he would find freedom in all his life. Friends, everybody worships something. So even as God sends a warning, even when hearts turn away from that warning, we can trust that there will be a way through it. For that water of life and the river that calls us forward, it turns red. There are consequences for the stubbornness of heart, but the redness turns to blood, and the blood leads us to the person of Jesus Christ. For in his crucifixion, his blood and the water mixed and mingled. In his crucifixion, the blood of Christ leads us to ultimate hope and liberation. The blood of liberation leads us forward to conquer evil. God does promise a way through. God does make a way forward. So friends, in this season of Lent, we are invited to be free God is calling us to be a people of liberation. And if the story of Pharaoh and Moses and Aaron isn't any, is anything, it tells us this story of freedom, the story of liberation, it takes work. For God will send a warning when our hearts respond with stubbornness it often gets worse before it gets better. But finally, there is hope in the person of Jesus Christ. And friends, everybody worships something. So today, may God set us free to worship God and only God alone. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen.